Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to another fun-filled adventure in podcasting called In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and as always, I am your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks, fighting for our nation's freedoms, guaranteed by our Constitution and our great American Republic. And before we get into the fun things of the news today, if you actually want to call it fun, uh, send us any kind of correspondence, questions, comments. Send them by email to inblackandright at gmail.com or you can check out our fun and always entertaining website inblackandright.net. We've been very fortunate. We've had new subscribers uh, to... Uh, to the website. We've had new members, people dropping by, uh, people also uh, checking out our online store for our uh, selection of shirts and other, uh, mostly it's shirts right now, but we're going to be adding other things here in the next little while. Uh, It's probably going to be just before the fall uh, because yours truly and the team in black and white will be in Texas. The countdown continues to the Lone Star Tour. We will be heading to Texas starting next Tuesday, August the 2nd. Uh, we're ho- I'm hoping to be uh, in town, but uh, in Jacksonville, because we're going to be doing a little bit of primary election coverage there, because August 2nd is a major, major, major primary day in several key states including Arizona, Missouri, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And believe me, Arizona's going to be the really hot one, not just because it's August and it's like a hundred and something degrees, but yeah, it's going to be a hot one because the current polls show Carrie Lake, uh, the Republican nominee, Uh, for the governorship of Arizona has a big lead. She has been heartily endorsed by President Trump and has a huge lead, but she's going to be going at it because I can assure you what she calls, Carrie Lake calls the McCain Mafia, and believe you me, they are all over the Republican Party in Arizona. It sucks, and they suck too including the current governor, Doug Ducey. I mean, do-nothing Ducey, Lucy Ducey. I mean, oh my gosh, the man has got all kinds of nicknames. And I probably gave him one or two, uh, having lived in Arizona at one time while he was governor. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens on that day. But then after that, we head to Dallas. And it's going to be a it's going to be a hoot, folks, a major league hoot there in the Big D. Uh, we're going to have, CPAC is just going to be off the chain. President Trump will be giving the keynote address, which is not really a surprise. Uh, but we will have Prime Minister of Hungary, Viktor Orban. He will be speaking at CPAC as well, along with 
uh, policymakers, various policy experts, and a very special surprise from Steve Bannon and the War Room. They will be in Dallas for CPAC. That's going to be a scream for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's going to gain a lot of attention, especially what's happened to uh, poor Steve Bannon. But anyway, let's get into, uh, I mean, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or you're close by, conservative.org, getting tickets. It's absolutely going to be fun. And yes, show up. It's going to be fun. You'll meet people. You'll learn things. I intend to be doing a lot of long days, but it's going to be great days. Uh, doing some live streaming uh, from CPAC, doing the show from CPAC. Uh, we're going to be recording things live. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to be all over the place. All of our uh, social media platforms, Getter, Truth Social, Rumble, will be there. And it's going to be a scream. But anyway, let's. Of course, the big news today, which is not really that surprising to me, I'm sad to say, the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates again by. 0.75%, three quarters of a 1% increase. Now, this is the second month in a row that the Federal Reserve has made such a huge hike in interest rates. It's, it's crazy. I mean, one, I mean, combined, 1.5%, one and a half percent increase in interest rates in only two months. And it's not going to do a thing for the markets. It's not going to calm any fears of, of a recession because many people already know instinctively that we're already there. They just haven't put out the numbers yet. And I have a feeling they're going to be trying to finagle the numbers to try to somehow spin it that it's a great thing, we're doing okay, we're getting better. And, you know, I just want to tell Janet Yellen, I'm like, really, lady? We, there is no recession? If there's no recession, uh, Madam Secretary, then why is the Biden administration and his economic mental midgets trying to change the meaning of it? Hmm? C can somebody tell me that one? Because... It's been well known for a lot of years. I mean, even CNN, his, one of his greatest media allies, is making Biden look like a doofus. Not that that's really hard, but you, it says something when your greatest corporate media ally all of a sudden is mocking you and turning on you. That's indicative of something that is not good for the left, not good for Democrats at all. So this is going to be a real hoot to see what happens when the official numbers get released. And they're going to have to release them pretty soon because we're almost at the end of July. We need to know, folks, because we're, well, we're already well in to the third quarter, even though that will end on September 30th, but we're well into it right now. Holy cow. So yes, 0.75% increase in interest rates again. And 
there's no sign, absolutely zero sign, that they're not going to raise them again. And who, how soon? We don't know. But the Federal Reserve is trying their hardest to put the brakes on this, but it's not helping. I mean, not too long in August, we're going to find the numbers for July. 9.1 in June, and that's really not true inflation. And that's for sure. I mean, if you see, even though, yes, gas prices have come down in some parts of the country. I mean, where I am in North Florida, it's down below $4 for the first time in months. But, but, don't, do not take what Biden's economic dingbats tell you. The lower prices in gas have nothing to do with the fact that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is dangerously low. In fact, there was a story reporting that it has been the lowest in, gosh, I don't know how many years, but it's low. And none of that is being replaced at all because the green raw deal types don't want it. They don't want domestic energy production. We've got Biden, who just went over to Saudi Arabia, hat in hand, ready to tap dance for the Royal House of Saud to get more oil, and he came back with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let's not forget that, folks. When we're sitting on all kinds of resources, natural gas, oil, oil shale, we have clean coal technology, we have the most eco-friendly and most advanced technologies out there for producing energy. But nope, we can't do that because we have to have high gas prices because we have to save the environment. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Ugh. This stupidity has just gotten way too out of hand or as I call it, SOS, stupidity on steroids. It's way out of hand. What is it about, I mean, this obsession with these apocalyptic predictions about the planet and climate change and, oh, we all, I mean, I listen to AOC and I just want to absolutely smack the, the, smack the stupid out of her. And somehow, oh, we only have 10 more years left. It's like, really? How do you know this? Huh? I mean, this is not settled science. You know, and the high priest of climate change, Al Gore, oh God, I can't believe I'm actually mentioning his name. He, he's basically mocking climate critics and comparing them to the Uvalde police. I'm like, I don't know where he's getting that from, but he's old, he's a hypocrite, anybody with half a brain knows it. Same thing with John Kerry. I don't know even why he's doing what he's doing, but that being said, these interest rate hikes are not helping. I mean, there's not really helping the economy right now. It's not helping consumer prices. It's not helping producer prices. It's not doing a doggone thing. And this is why Biden is a desperate demented, deranged old man. Because somehow he thinks if you change the definition of a recession, 
that somehow it won't be as bad? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Nope. The, the, it's still going to be the same. Two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth qualify as a recession. Period. It's been that way for decades. Been, it's been accepted in business forever, essentially. So no, Joe, you don't get to play word games. I'm pretty good at word games myself. So no, if you screw up the economy, you screw up the economy. And yes, we are in a recession. The only question we have now is how bad, how deep, and how long. That's all there is going to be for that. So, but we're going to... We're going to keep on looking. I'm going to be waiting for, like many other people, the official numbers from the government about economic growth. And yee, it's going to be a real scary choice. Speaking of choice, now as the month of July is coming to an end and there are schools around the country that are going to be starting uh, next month, I know down here in Florida, we're going to have uh, school starts, I believe, the 10th of August in many school districts and other parts of the country as well. Others will start in September, but right now, I'll tell you, this is going to be really interesting to see, you know, with all of these woke, messed up, perverse, demonic agendas in these public schools not just CRT and not just gender identity and all that. I mean, the state of Maryland, which just had uh, this last week its primary, apparently this, they're taking it to a whole nother level. Not that they're the only ones who are doing it because there are other school districts that are doing this exact same thing. And this is a story from the Epic Times. Maryland schools guidelines Hide child's gender transition from parents. Teachers must have the child's consent. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Something is not right here. And this is, well, Montgomery County, Maryland, and their public schools, 160,000 kids and in 209 schools. And apparently they provided quote-unquote guidelines for their employees to proactively working with transgender and non-gender conforming students, quote-unquote. Now, that's whacked enough as it stands. But to not involve the parents to hide key information from the parents... And you wonder why the mama bears and the papa bears have been ticked off at school boards for dang near a year? Really? Oh my gosh. I mean, well, the teachers must have the child's consent. I'm like, what? Hold it. Something ain't right here. Something is very, very, very not right here. Why do the teachers need to have the child's consent 
the child is a minor. They are not 18. If they were 18, whole different ball game. But these, they're students. No, they're kids. They're minors. Most of them are going to be under the age of 18. And to encourage them to hide their gender transition from their parents? No wonder you, no wonder the left and the education cartel hates the concept of parents' rights. They hate it because they feel that these kids are theirs. And it's like, no. And I say that not from an ideological position, but from a practical position. These schools only get these kids about seven, eight hours a day. The parents, the moms, the dads, where these kids have to go home, where mom and dad are working hard to keep a roof over their heads, food on the table, and clothes on their backs so they're not looking like something that's been attacked by an animal. And you're going to tell these parents that they have no right to know about what's going on with their own kids? This is the type of arrogance and hubris that has brought a lot of school boards down. And I mean down hard. Not just Loudoun County, Virginia. I mean, that was the one that started a lot of this. Not Fairfax County, Virginia. They've tried that, and man, oh man, they were ticked. The parents said, screw this. And I'm not telling, it's just not conservative Republican parents. This was, without a doubt, across the board. Uh, from conservative to liberal, independent, everywhere in between. And that's the type of arrogance and nonsense that propelled Glenn Youngkin to the governorship of Virginia and also helped Winsome Sears become lieutenant governor, the first black female uh, lieutenant governor of the history of the state. And then, of course, you had Jason Meares, the first Hispanic to win statewide office in the Commonwealth. And they were all Republican. And yet, apparently, uh, Governor Youngkin is taking a page from President Trump's book. He's donating his salary. He's not taking any money. The man's pretty rich. He's been successful in business. He doesn't need the money. So he's taking his salary and donating it to various causes, just like Trump did. And yet, in spite of the fact of not taking a salary, in spite of the fact that he made the economy the envy of the world, there's still the petulant, petty, petulant, pet, yeah, I said that already. I mean, these are just babies. They're whiny babies who didn't get their pony for their birthday. And yet, when Trump came into town, came into D.C. yesterday and gave his blockbuster speech, which had 42 different policy uh, pronouncements, he hit on everything domestic, from the border, crime, I mean everything, 42 separate points. 
and they're still griping, moaning, and complaining like babies. Your boy Biden is a loser. He's not going. He might not even last until the end of his first term. And believe you me, there are going to be Democrats, and Gavin Newsom is right now one of them who want to take him out. But beside the point. But yes, hiding gender transition from parents is exactly why we had the movement in Virginia, why we still have people like groups like the Moms for Liberty who are being threatened with death threats, not just for the leadership itself, but for their children. I, I've mentioned a little bit of that in the last few days. And so, yeah. So the education cartel is acting no different than the drug cartels on the southern border. It's like, you better shut up and we're going to kill you. We're going to kill your kids. And I'm just like, that's sick. These, this is why I call them democrats Because that type of behavior, threatening children, is, you know, to kill kids. I'm like, well, shoot. This is really no different than the abortion issue. They want kids dead. And there are some people who are messed up enough, who are demonized enough to up and actually do it. I mean, come on, keep I have to keep reminding y'all, we've already had one attempt on the life of a Supreme Court justice, Brett Kavanaugh. There have been calls for the assassination of Associate Justice Clarence Thomas. And the moronic boob called Merrick Garland over at the Department of Injustice still will not enforce existing federal law that's keeping these yahoos harassing them in their neighborhoods. Not just disrupting the lives of the justices, but their neighbors. This can't be fun. This cannot be fun. You know, for them, but... The problem is the left thinking that they are so cool, so smart, and so above it all because we care. We know we're not mean. It's like, pfft, okay, you try to assassinate one Supreme Court justice and you call for the assassination of another and you're not mean. Man, hello, are you that brain dead or that demonized? I don't know. I mean, Lord knows I've seen enough demon-possessed people in front of the Supreme Court building when Roe v. Wade got overturned. And then came the lies. You know, and, of course, the progressive Christians, they were simply no help either. But, but still, this whole concept of the education cartels are willing to do whatever they can to push their agenda. You know, socio-emotional learning, uh, CRT, whatever, gender, ide gender ideology, they will push it in public schools, and Democrats or Democrats will be happy to help. And in blue states, oh yeah, there, is it any wonder? <laughs> is it any wonder that a lot of people, a lot of parents are taking their kids out of schools? Now, the answer to that is in another story in Arizona. 
Now, Arizona, earlier this year, the Doug Ducey actually did something smart, which is really scary. But anyway, uh, Governor Ducey signed into law a universal school choice bill, which gives parents, yes, parents and, stu- and their kids, their families, to choose whether they go to a public school, private school, homeschool, charter school, tutoring, or other educational alternatives. And this drove the education cartels out of what's left of their ever-loving minds. And now, with this bill that Arizona has done, watch more states do the same thing to have their version of it. Because it will drive, (laughs) it will absolutely drive the teachers unions, the education cartels, other goofballs completely off of their rockers. And I'm going to love it because I've said it before and others have too. School choice is the civil rights issue of the 21st century. Not Roe v. Wade, not not gun control. It's going to be school choice because the people the groups in this country that benefit the most from school choice are minorities. Blacks, Hispanics, to get kids in inner city schools, black kids, to get them out of there. Because I'll tell you, every time, every time and virtually every place in this country, when you have somebody who's willing to say, hey, you know, when they come up with a charter school, public school, whatever, they work. And there are black families who are stampeding every time they hear about one. They are. They're going for it because they know the schools that their kids are in, in these inner cities, are crappy. Filled with violence, drugs, all kinds of just low achievement low achievements i mean in reading in math in science in history these inner city schools are severely lacking behind in places like baltimore oh my gosh that's a disaster high schools in baltimore kids who are in there aren't able I mean, they, they're suffering. They're not able to compete. And every time you get a private school, a charter school, some type of school, anywhere in the country, the ones who are first lining up are minorities. Minorities. Black folks. Because they know that the schools are crappy. And the teachers' unions, uh, black liberals will absolutely throw a monkey wrench in it every single solitary time because they need blacks and other minorities dependent upon the government and that's the only way 
that that minority coalition will keep the Democrats in power. This year, not so much. Especially with Hispanics. Um, I mean, come on, there's... I have never seen this year any type of polling that has Hispanic support for Biden and Democrats anywhere near 30%. I mean, in fact, they're hemorrhaging. They've been hemorrhaging. Same thing with black Americans. They're tired of it because it's not working. The, the welfare ain't, do, ain't, ain't helping. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing, and they're tired of it. So this is why the red wave, the red tsunami, whatever you want to call it, is going to be interesting to see. Now, I'm really hoping that the GOP doesn't get really stupid and take victory, uh, you know, take defeat out of the jaws of victory. That would be bad. And frankly, it would just make me that much deter more determined to become an independent. But I am America first. And I want to see kids succeed, especially in inner cities. I mean, I came from one when I was a kid. I mean, it was just terrible. Even back then in the 70s when I was in grade school, it was pretty awful. But yes, I want people to succeed. I want blacks to succeed. I want Hispanics to succeed. Asians to succeed. And yes, even white, even white kids succeed. Because America is about opportunity, equal opportunity, not equal outcome. That's outcome-based education, and that too was wrong back in its day. So yay happy. But I want to, to transition from that to a really interesting story. And, and no, it's not a sports story. But it, it, it did fascinate me uh, when I saw this in just, from justthenews.com. The University of Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh tells his players don't have abortions. He and his wife would be happy to take the baby. Now this, that statement right there is interesting considering this is the same Jim Harbaugh when he was the coach of the San Francisco 49ers and he was supportive of the dingbat, doofus, social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick, product of the University of Nevada, Reno, where I, I lived only about a mile or so away from where he went to college. And he's still apparently a big man on campus. In spite of the fact that he is begging virtually every NFL team for some kind of a second chance. It's like, hmm, how'd that woke thing work for you, Colin? Uh, go woke, go broke? Yes? Hmm? Well, anyway. So... Just reading the story about Harbaugh, who apparently in recent years has been a little bit more outspoken about social issues, and yet he was fine supporting Colin Kaepernick. He also, in 2020, 
condemned the death of George Floyd, but now to take on an issue like this, to speak out in favor of adoption rather than abortion, man, that's going to make the that's going to make the big house real interesting, especially that he would be so vocal about it and that he and his wife would adopt any baby that the parents couldn't take care of for whatever reason so yeah I'm like hello that blew my mind really because I would never think I mean I don't know of any college football coach of any major program in the country any division one that would be that outspoken and fearless in support of adoption I really never thought I would see it but hey at least Jim Harbaugh has got this one right he is standing on the side of life but now that you've got Roe v. Wade overturned it's going back to the states and now all you liars and all you feministas you can still get an abortion in this country but you actually have to work for it you have to go to a blue state New York no problem Kathy Hoke will be just fine and so would the black bald buffoon of a mayor Eric Adams go to New York get your kid killed and Chicago same thing Illinois is a blue state they wouldn't mind you can go anywhere on the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington. They're all blue and pretty dark blue. So yeah, sure, come on. You know, travel somewhere. You can get an abortion. You just actually have to work for it. Because if you're in a state that's red and has these uh, uh, abortion bans after X amount of weeks, then sorry, you're going to have to earn it. So this is why... Every single pro-dead baby activist and group are going on the uh, they're going on the offensive in these red states. They're going big time offensive. So let's see what happens. But now they're actually going to have to work at it if they still want to have the right to kill a dead, the right to kill dead baby, make dead babies, especially in some parts of the country so this is going to be fun watching this one I mean I've but still I've tried to tell people these people are not mentally and emotionally balanced they are mean they are militant they will do whatever they have to to get their point across even if it makes them absolutely look like hypocrites because they can rationalize it and justify it in their own twisted minds so we're gonna this is going to be interesting to see what happens with some of this stuff especially when you're talking the talking school choice because how many states are going to hey say wow we like this now i'm probably sure there's going to be some red states but there's going to be some there's going to be opposition from the democrats and probably some rhinos but I think it's fantastic and I'm hoping that maybe Governor DeSantis might try that down here in Florida and have some real educational opportunity because he actually has been endorsing candidates throughout the state who are pro 
parents' rights and pro-student freedoms throughout the state. So yeah, this is important stuff. So with that in mind, folks, let me call it a day. Say thank you for listening. You can find the audio version of the podcast wherever you find your podcast. We're on all the platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a whole bunch of others. So just look for in black and right wherever you find your podcast and follow because we're going to have some fun next week in Texas. That is for sure. So with that in mind, we will be back tomorrow with another fun adventure in podcasting. And until then, just remember, friends, patriots come in all colors.